I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, today is World Freedom Day, a day commemorating the fall of the Berlin Wall back in 1989. It's an important day in history. It's become a symbol of freedom for people all around the world. And, of course, uh, before the wall fell, uh, there were many things that took place that led up to that. Uh, one of the most famous, of course, was President Ronald Reagan, uh, where he delivered his Berlin Wall speech on June the 12th, 1987. So it was about two years ahead of the wall actually falling. Uh, he delivered a speech uh, that I think many were wringing their hands over on his inner circle. Uh, we've talked to some of those people on this show in the past uh, who were worried about what he would say or wouldn't say, what was going to be written in the margins, and what he would actually deliver when he spoke in West Berlin at the base of the Brandenburg Gate. We believe that freedom and security go together, that the advance of human liberty, the advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev If you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That was quite a moment. And, of course, it was uh, just a little over two years after that speech. Again, that speech was delivered June 12th of 1987. And it was on this day, November the 9th, 1989, that the Berlin Wall came down. And freedom, uh, really that symbol of freedom uh, of that wall coming down uh, still rings out uh, across the world. And many today are, are pausing to note this World Freedom Day Uh, including President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who had very uh, interesting and (laughs) very extensive interaction in Eastern Europe uh, prior to that wall coming down. Uh, President Nelson noted on his Facebook page that today is World Freedom Day, he said, uh, which commemorates the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of communist rule in Central and Eastern Europe. And then I love that he says this, it is a day to remember the bravery of valiant men and women who fought and continue to fight for freedom throughout the world. President Nelson went on to give some examples of some of the seemingly insignificant people who were part of that great revolution, that great shifting, that great birth of freedom in Eastern Europe. He referenced some friends in the Czech Republic who were part of that, part of what the church would go through in terms of being recognized, of course, Uh, To that point, they could only meet in secret and only worship in secret. And, of course, ultimately, as uh, that freedom spread, those opportunities for religious freedom uh, were extended. 
And uh, President uh, Russell M. Nelson, again, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, concluded by saying, I'm reminded that much of the bravery in the world goes largely unseen and that the Lord usually uses the unlikely to accomplish the impossible. Uh, And that is such a great message. And we're actually going to come back to that uh, when we close out the show today. Stay with us for our final monologue. Uh, We're going to talk about some of our veterans. We're going to talk about some of those uh, seemingly insignificant, largely unseen heroes uh, that uh, are often used as the unlikely to accomplish the impossible. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up about an hour from now as we close out the show. Don't miss that today. Also today, uh, President Joe Biden uh, out of the White House, a proclamation from the White House on World Freedom Day 2021. I want to share with you a couple of things from the president. Uh, These are important things. These are uniting things. These are those moments where we can just lay down the partisanship and the rancor, the vitriolic language, and just say, okay, it is World Freedom Day. Uh, We can all agree on that, and let's think that through. Uh, President Biden, in his proclamation today, said, For nearly three decades, the Berlin Wall stood as a physical symbol of the Cold War, dividing Democratic West Berlin from Communist East Berlin. Today, we remember the East Germans who escaped and those who died attempting to attain a life of freedom. We recognize the irrepressible human spirit that no wall could contain, which fueled the civil resistance, sacrifice, and courageous defiance of people across Central and Eastern Europe. We recall the euphoria, President Biden said, and the hope of the East and the West Berliners who gathered at the wall on November 9th, 1989, chanting, Open the Gate. Uh, And that's an important thing, I think, coming out of the White House today. Uh, I want to continue on. Uh, This is a a very well-crafted message coming out of the White House today, and uh, we'll celebrate that. Uh, It says, as it was the aspirations for freedom, of the people of Central and Eastern Europe that ultimately brought down the Berlin Wall and overcame the Soviet Union's attempt to keep Europe divided by force. Interesting. On World Freedom Day, we commemorate this historic event and honor all those who peacefully rose up and claimed their freedom and all those who continue their legacy by peacefully working to end tyranny and oppression in our world today. I love the fact that the uh, President Biden went on to say, since the Berlin Wall was torn down in 1989, we've seen great progress to advance human rights and fundamental freedoms, as well as to build and consolidate democratic institutions across the formerly communist countries of Central and Eastern Europe and around the world. Then President Biden cautioned, however, democracy is still fragile, and in too many places it remains under threat. Authoritarians elevate their own power over the rights of their citizens, and around the world we see aspiring autocrats trample the rule of law, attack freedom of the press, and undermine an independent judiciary. Finally, the uh, president said, Today we reaffirm our commitment to the ideal that democracy, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, is how we best safeguard the rights, freedoms, and dignity that belong to every person. Together with other free nations, the United States remains committed to the vital work of strengthening our democratic institution, defending civil society, advancing human rights, 
and holding those who commit abuses and foster corruption accountable. To demonstrate this, on December 9th and 10th, 2021, the president saying, I will host a virtual summit for democracy to help set an agenda for democratic renewal across the globe. Uh, That is a good thing uh, as we do that. And then finally, the president said as he closed out that declaration, uh, declaring November 9th as World Freedom Day, he said, I call upon the people of the United States of America to recall the hope symbolized by the fall of the Berlin Wall and reaffirm our dedication to freedom and democracy. That's a good thing to do on November the 9th. Join us in celebrating World Freedom Day. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. We're going to take a quick top-of-the-hour break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some spending issues in Washington, D.C., and what comes next. Live breaking news, now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.